This is attorney Trey here. I've been dealing with insurance companies my entire life, whether it's working for them or fighting against them. So if you've been injured in an accident and the insurance company is giving you the runaround, don't delay. Call 636-TREY or you can find us online at attorneyherald.com. Hello, hello. It is good to be back. This is attorney Trey Harrell with my father, speaker Bobby Harrell. It is great to be back doing this again with you, buddy. I tell you, it's been a little while and I've missed it and it's going to be fun for the next little while while we talk a little bit of sports, a little bit of Biden. Ba- uh, I didn't say bashing. I said Biden. <laughs> a little maybe, politics, maybe a little a sports. Little local. Yeah, maybe you know, we'll see what's whatever, going whatever on. Whatever we get in to talk to and have the ability to talk about, I'm pretty excited about it. I will say that I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to having this show back on uh, because hopefully we can run more than five episodes because I'm not going to take another federal job. So, <laughs> But you did such a good yeah. job in the federal it, job. It I mean, was It great. was incredible. I loved it, but, uh, you know, capitalism. Yeah. Putting bad back. people in jail. Yep. That's what yep. my buddy said he wanted to do. Yeah, well, you know, the beauty of this show and why I think you and I decided we were going to bring it back on uh, this weekend of all weekends was because college football, football is, is back. back. Yes, oh. sir. Yep, and, you know, we're taping this on Friday morning. Um, and we had some good games last night. You know, Ohio State, uh, Minnesota, I'm not a Big Ten fan, but that was good to have that game on. Poor Citadel got worked by Coastal, but we kind of knew that was coming. You know, I, I tell you, it was, it's kind of sad, but if, seeing Coastal last year, you, I yeah. mean, you just you knew that was coming. I I hate it for our LCID local boys, but, um, but yeah, I spent you, a little time in Myrtle Beach. I yeah, like Coastal. Yeah, what are you, you going to do? And, you know, the game that I actually really watched was the App State – ECU game and 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 we can get into that here in a minute because it'll tie into our 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 games that we're really going to talk about and, and issues we're going to talk about. You know, we know that most of people um, are listening to this on their way up to the games, either one, either to Charlotte or to uh, Columbia, or they're they're listening to it after the fact off off of uh, YouTube or Apple Podcasts. But you know, either way that you're listening to it, you know what I really want to get into when we talk about South Carolina. You and I are huge Gamecocks, and and we have been. You know, I was born into it. Uh, you made the decision years ago to go to South Carolina. And, I did. I did. Put us on that trajectory. Um, and and I and you know sometimes I get mad at you, but deep down I'm thankful for it. So oh, you're so funny. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you get mad at me, but um, but life's turned out pretty good. Life's turned out so pretty that's good. That's the way it is. Yeah. So, but you know, you know, I probably wouldn't be here if you hadn't gone to Carolina because you wouldn't have ended up marrying. Yeah, mom, I wouldn't so, have ended up in Myrtle Beach that summer. I wouldn't yeah. have ended up marrying your mama. You and I would not be doing this right now. Yeah, so, All you people listening would not be as blessed w- as you are to because, enjoy this. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but you know, like what I kind of want to think about is there's a couple bullet points. I got here that I want to touch on you know this season coming up I think the the way you look at the University of South Carolina Gamecocks under Shane Beamer is that you really have to have guarded optimism coming into this season and what I mean by that is the culture is changing in such a way that it, it I haven't seen in in years in in years and years and I you know I, I've been around since 1983 right, right the Carolina right. year I was born right and and you know, the culture around the program is just amazing. And so I think guarded optimism is the way to come in. And so I want to ask you a question. Are you as excited about Saturday night's game against Eastern Illinois with it being Beamer's first game as you were for Spurrier's first game or Holtz's first game? No, I'm not as excited as I, I'm very excited for yeah. the season to get back. Having gone to one game last year and having, a grand total of 10 people sitting in my entire section for the game. 
I am very excited about Gamecock football coming back, sitting with the fans, cheering on the Gamecocks, seeing them win. Uh, but, you know, it, when, when Spurrier was coming in, we thought he was the second coming yeah. and Lou Holtz being the first coming, the I first guess. Coming. Right. Yeah. But, um, but uh, so I'm not as excited as I was about those guys coming. I will tell you something, though, about this first game. Um, I've heard some folks complaining about the fact that we're playing an, an F, um, FCS CS. team, the old Division One AA, instead of playing an FBS team to start off the season. Uh, as it turns out, Beamer will be the first coach in Gamecock history to open the season with an F. I always get them wrong. FCS, FCS yeah. uh, team that he's playing against. This one year, I think that is a godsend. I, it is. It is I mean, definitely to, a godsend to be able to come in and play a team that they really ought to beat to help build a little confidence in the guys. I mean, we know we've got some real stars out there. The you know Marshawn Lloyd and Kevin Harris. We know we got some horses. We also, unfortunately, know we got some holes. Yeah, or or presumably there's some holes. We won't know until yeah, the season right. goes on. Yeah, but I presumably, can't wait to see what Zeb does. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. I, I, yeah, I am looking for that. You know, but and that kind of brings into like, getting off topic a little bit of Carolina previews. You know, Shane Beamer has been on record saying repeatedly that there should be a scrimmage game. There should be a game against other people earlier on in the season. Uh, early in the season, the first game, a scrimmage that doesn't I thought count. That's what this was. That's and that's what I'm saying. I think that, that this is a good setup because what's so important to these FCS programs? These programs get to exist. You know, we're we're money guys, we're business guys. So absolutely. So these programs get to exist because they come play big schools like this and they get a paycheck. So why don't we make week zero? Everybody plays an FCS team. Let them get their paycheck, and then get rid of the cupcakes on the schedule. First of all, I, mean, I don't comes. think there ought to be a week zero. That makes no sense. Yeah. Call it week one anyway. I, I get Call that, the yeah. last week week nineteen or whatever the next number yeah. is. I mean, I, this whole thing about week zero just—I mean, it's like Coke Zero. I don't like that either. You know, yeah. it's just—I just, I just I, that that kind of. The that zero just, bothers you. Yeah, that well, just well, seems a little silly to me. Yeah. Well, forget but, the week zero part. But the, the but the idea of having a scrimmage to start out the season, um, that makes would make perfect sense to me if that's how you began the season. And and you know, and, and the issue is if you did that, you're not in a situation where people aren't gonna watch that game. If if we played Eastern Illinois last weekend or the first weekend of the season and they came to Williams Bryce and it was it was a scrimmage, it didn't count or whatever it was. TV rights are going to get sold for those games. People are going to fill up the stadium. The FCS school is going to be able to keep their programs going because they're going to get the million-dollar paycheck. And it's not going to cheapen the season. You it know, ought to be the preseason game. Yeah, preseason game is what I'm saying. Zero is what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's what I mean by week zero. Yeah. yeah, but I'll get off the week zero thing yeah. now. But, but it ought to be the preseason game. And, you know, the only big issue I've got with the Carolina's opening game this year is if we're going to give somebody almost a half a million dollars, $400,000, mm. to come play football, why not give it to Furman? Yeah, or give it 100%. To, give it to Erskine yeah. or Newberry or somebody uh, in the state that could really use that $400,000 toward their program instead of sending it to the land of Lincoln, which yeah. I, I saw in the paper. This is only the second time Carolina's ever played anybody from the land of Lincoln. And I agree with that. And but, I don't know but why. play, if you're going to do these games, yeah. let the local South Carolina schools make I, the money. Hands down. I think, I mean, because it's it's a big chunk of, of, of revenue from the state of South Carolina. So I, I 100% agree with you 
on that one. Um, getting in one more point or two more points about the season coming up is Vegas has us three and a half wins. That's where we're projected. All right. That means we have to lose to either Eastern Illinois, Vandy, Troy, and um, and somebody else. East Carolina. East Carolina. Sorry, East Carolina. Mm-hmm. That's an, an East Carolina. Mm-hmm. Um, to to get to that level, we have to lose mm-hmm. to one of those four teams to have the to, to, to fall lose into that. the bet. And I think that's if very. Took the odds. I think that's very interesting to me. Well, if I was a betting man, I would have take which you know I am. I would take the. Uh, the the over on that hands down, but that's that's neither here nor my there. My only that's, problem that's with that having, being an only betting, if I was a betting man, um, generally it doesn't work out like I anticipated yeah. it's going to work yeah. out. But we certainly should win those four games, yeah. and if they can somehow squeak out two that they shouldn't win, then we're looking at a bowl game. And the, the significance of a, a bowl game would be that you'd have the extra uh, weeks of practice that this team could certainly use under Shane Beamer. Oh, certainly, certainly. To me, that's what that would be about. And and let's talk about... They're talking three and a half. You and I are talking four. Getting to six is a Herculean task. It is, and and that would do it. But let's let's, let's, let's hammer down on this. The next game following Eastern Illinois is East Carolina, right? Mm -hmm. And let's kind of dive into that because I watched that game last night pretty thoroughly, at least the first half, and I watched it as... Somebody who used to watch film in high school, you know, when I played left out, mm-hmm. but um, but uh, you didn't play left yeah, out, you played tailback primarily yeah, way back when you but, played quarterback once, uh, uh, once, yeah. everybody was hurt, yeah, everybody was hurt, yeah, <laughs> it was just me on the field running around, no, no, but um, you know, Eastern Carolina, it, it was very interesting to watch, you know, they've got a very nimble and quick defense, and App State has a quarterback in Chase Bryce that could throw the ball around the field, so we got to see if Zeb or Luke or whoever it is can throw the ball around the field. If they can do that, I think we can do what we've got to do. Plus, with our stable of running backs and our offensive line, we should be able to overpower them. After watching what I saw last night, now mind you, I don't, I haven't watched the Gamecocks play, so I don't know if it is. I'm just looking at pure weights on weight differential mm-hmm. between the offensive line and the defensive lines, and we should be able to move them around. I say for the season as a whole, we've got a pretty good offensive line coming back. We've got two incredible running backs in, back in the backfield. Uh, if if our quarterback, and that this is the massive if, yeah. if he can throw to his receivers, if they can play the play and catch and do it successfully, then we might be surprised this year. If they can't, then it is going to be a very long season because people will figure out how to shut down that run enough, enough to, to, do, uh, yeah. to keep us from being able to do anything. S- certainly. So, so the big game in the inside the game to watch this year is how well do we throw the ball. I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, that kind of leads the to the— most fun to watch will be watching Kevin Harris and Marshawn Lord run the ball. Run the That'll ball, be yes. the most fun and to watch. And Zuccardo right. I mean, we've got—and we, and Juju, we've got such talent that, that are going to get the ball in their hands that it's going to be fun to watch. But, but leading into your throwing thing— Zeb Nolan, here's my question. Not is Zeb going to be good, not any of that. Does the Zeb Nolan story, and it's somebody who's listening to this on Monday, right, is there still a Zeb Nolan story, 
or is this just a one-off? You know, because he's going to be on game day. It's great for the program. They're going to talk about it because it's a graduate assistant. And and let's let us not forget that in 2012 we beat Clemson with our backup quarterback, our backup running back, and the point guard from the basketball team. Now, and, let, you, and let us also not forget who Clemson is these days. Yeah, but 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 that backup quarterback was Connor Shaw. Right. That backup running back was Kenny Miles, who played for the 49ers, right. and Bruce Ellington, who's still in the NFL. So that, that's a little different, I know. But we don't have Zeb Nolan could go to the NFL. We don't know. But the, the question is, is that story still going to be around? Is it still something we're going to be talking about, about Zeb Nolan? Is he going to light it up? And is he going to light it up in a way that is similar to when Ryan Helensky lit up Charleston Southern? Or are we moved on and focused on other things? How do you think Beamer's going to push the narrative? I think if, if Zeb Nolan has a really good game and lights it up, recognizing that he has to really light it up yeah. because of the competition he's playing against. But if he comes out there and all and we're all looking around at each other going, wow, this guy is something special. I think Monday is when they start to go, you know, with, with name, likeness, and <laughs> NIL, you know, NIL, right. I think with that going on, Monday morning is when the, when he starts negotiating the made-for-TV movie. Yeah. Because if you think back over this guy's career, yeah. played quarterback um, at, um, at um, Iowa State a couple of years, played backup quarterback, and then starting quarterback at North Dakota State, that storied program. Oh, yeah. And, and now is coming here as a graduate assistant and takes off the coaching uniform, puts on a player's when uniform. Needs him. When his team needs yeah. him, he comes out of the stands and puts on the uniform and plays. <laughs> it's the, it's the new 12th man. Yeah, yeah. That, that, if, there's, if there's ever been a made-for-TV movie, if he plays really well, and particularly if he plays well enough that he deposes um, Cody for the next game, then, yeah, he, he absolutely... He, there will be there's a, a story, there's a narrative, story. great narrative yeah. going forward. On the other hand, and, if he falls on his face, then this will just be one more little chapter. One more little chapter. We got a little publicity. They got to see yeah. Shane Beamer being nice on TV, so it was good yeah, for yeah. us. Yeah, we actually made it on the game day since so, they don't use our pictures in anything anymore. From, you know, we have to move on. I don't really want to talk about this. I even have in my notes, don't care, but we should say something because it's it's South Carolina and it's where we are. We got to talk about Clemson. You oh, know, no from question. One, from one quarterback controversy to a, a, a shored-up quarterback, um, you know, I, I think that this is going to be a phenomenal game. Um, I, I think, well, let's do that, and then we'll come back to the quarterback story that I've got. Um, who's going to win? Um, I oh, think, oh, sorry. Who, first off, South Carolina, Eastern Illinois, who's going to win? Oh, South Carolina's going to win that. Do we cover? 40 points. 40 points. 40-plus points. I'll be surprised if we cover, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. I really will be. So that's, that's, I hope so. But hope you know, so. I hope, yeah. right, I hope right, we double cover. Right, but, right, right. but yeah. But all right. All right okay. So we got Georgia, those, who's going to win? Who's going to win? My gut, or it's not really my gut, my heart tells me that Georgia's going to win. But my gut tells me it's probably going to be Clemson. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Clemson. And I think this um, three-and-a-half-point edge that um, one of the bookies gave to, um, uh, gave to Clemson is be you know three points means uh, simply means the teams are even it's a home game and yeah. Clemson's playing at home so basically they're calling it a half point advantage yeah. to Clemson is really what that means uh, I think it's going to be an incredibly good game when while we're at the Carolina game Saturday night at halftime we're probably going to come out and sit at <laughs> the tailgate and watch the rest, watch of, the rest the of that game, game. Yeah. <laughs> exactly exactly and we'll get into that the tailgating and, and the shameless plugs at the end of the show so you want to <laughs> definitely hear those jokes right. but what i think is pretty interesting about about the game and what's going on with clemson is dj ungawa is um i i, I always butcher his name 
the new starting quarterback for Clemson. You know, I really think that it's it's a very interesting scenario that apparently he's a Heisman front runner, right? Really, he's apparently uh, God, you just are too busy. I tell you, you what, just man, are too busy. I thought I saw this yeah, thing. but anyway, uh, he's apparently a Heisman front runner, and uh, Vegas has him at, or at least opened at plus twelve thousand, uh, which was the same odds as Matt Corral, Ole Miss's quarterback. Now, but it's gone to eight, 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 uh, plus 800. And so DJ enters 2021 following an impressive true freshman campaign, which he completed 78 of 177 passes, or sorry, 117 passes for 914 yards with five touchdowns, no interceptions in 10 games with two starts. All right. He also enters with 28 carries for 60 yards. Okay. My question is last year, Trevor couldn't get Clemson to the promised land. He couldn't get him to the national championship because they got murdered by Ohio State, which is pathetic. That should never have happened. Yep, but yep. yeah. But do we get into a Peyton Manning, T. Martin situation with Trevor Lawrence and DJ? Because if you remember, Peyton Manning never got Tennessee to the promised land. It was the following year when the freshman quarterback or sophomore quarterback took over and led him to the. Pro- does that happen? I, that's, that certainly could happen. I'll tell you something else, too, interesting to me. Uh, we used to talk about South Carolina was cornerback you for a while, mm-hmm. you know, with Stephon Gilmore and all those great cornerbacks yeah. who came out of South Carolina, J.C. Horn, this past year. Um, Clemson is beginning to little look, look a little, and this is kind of scary, like quarterback. Yeah. Game. I mean, they are, golly, because the, they got – they got DJ, and then the kid they got in the wings, he's just as good. He's just so, as good, and they're in the runnings for Arch Manning, right. which is, I mean... Would, I can't imagine that happening. I, I can't imagine that happening either, but, but you know, if Arch Manning was to go to a school, you know, he's... I, I doubt... Well, he might go to Ole Miss with Lane there, but... I would think he'd go to Ole Miss. You would think that, but you would also have thought Peyton would have gone to, ten, to Ole Miss, not Tennessee. But what's very interesting about that is they're saying that he's going to get... That Arch Manning, when he graduates... He's going to make ten million dollars in NIL deals before he even goes to a school. This, you know, God I, bless you know, America. You know, I am so glad that I named you you the third, so you can take advantage of that and make your ten million dollars yeah. off our name, name, image, likeness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. I don't, I don't know if they want name, image, likeness of a lawyer, but you know, if you do, call me six three six. Former prosecutor. Yeah, former prosecutor. <laughs> but you know, talking about money and and football and moving on. Yesterday, the Big Twelve. Apparently, it became public, has officially reached out to Houston and BYU um, uh, to see if they want to join. And, and there also, there's rumors that they're talking to UCF and Cincinnati. You know, my thing is, I think I think the Big 12 is, is in a world of hurt, right? But I think those are not bad plays, purely because you're going to solidify the Houston market, which is one of the most one of the biggest regional markets in the country, uh, one of the media markets in the country. You're going to solidify that. You're going to keep Texas folks paying attention to college football in Texas with that. Additionally, if you bring in BYU, you're going to pull in Utah, which everyone's like, oh, Utah, no, Salt Lake City, which is a huge media market. So, you know, I think those are two pretty good jobs and if ideas. And if you can get Cincinnati and, and UCF, you can at least bring in media markets that you're not already in and be able to bring folks in. I, I think from the league's perspective, um, it would be a good thing for them to do that. But I also think if the league doesn't figure out something, that they are absolutely— Yeah, they're done. So, and, and I don't know that this is a big enough thing to figure out to 
to solve it. It certainly helps the media markets. It certainly helps the people watching. But I, 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 there's there's no way to um, make up for the loss of Texas and Oklahoma. Oh, they, they, well, they, they, certainly, I'm not. There's no way to I mean, make up I, for that. I'm, I'm not pretty excited that. that the Red River rivalry is now going to be an, an SEC, SEC game. game. Yeah, yeah, we got the Red River rivalry. Which no, no, the Red River Shootout. Red River that's, Shootout. That's I'm what sorry. it is. Yeah. Red River Shootout. Well, I mean, they changed the name. You know, I forgot. Yeah, yeah I, you know, I forgot. The liberals, I forgot. but um. You know, we got that. We got the Warlords. I know cocktail party. That. We've got Not all really. kinds of great things like with that coming up, and so I love it. And I'd love to see the conference pick up and be better. Um, you know, that's kind of where it's, we kind of went. You know, we've got about five minutes left, and we've kind of been sports talk the whole time. Let's just—I just want to hit on one quick thing politically before mm-hmm. we move into the shameless plugs. Mm-hmm. Talking about Afghanistan and Joe Biden. We really need to start thinking about it. People need to pay attention to um, and and consider 20 years ago, 9-11, when we consider these last 20 days. There is a major problem with some weak leadership that we're seeing that really needs to be dealt with. Um, and I say that, and, and you know what, this is probably something that on the next episode, we're going to dive in a little deeper and talk more about. We'll talk, we'll talk because more politics on the next, on the next episode, because yeah. this isn't a, is it? This is the first weekend of college football, so that's kind of when uh, we do it. We and I are both just so excited about but, college football. But, but I think that we're in such a situation that if we don't, and 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 next episode will be airing on nine eleven, so we will definitely be talking about no Afghanistan and nine eleven. But you know, we're just airing on this side of, of of real fear for me going forward. Luckily, which I'm sure the Biden administration loves, we have college football to take that away from us. And, and, and to pay attention to, so we're not paying attention they need to that other stuff. And so, to me, I just think that is just such a a interesting thing that I really can't wait to dive into on the next next show. Um, and the next show, I, I, want, I want to dive into the stuff about 9-11 and about the Biden administration and this withdrawal, which was the worst thing I think I've seen in my lifetime, and that's a number of years. Um, I also want to talk about the tax plan and the taxes that are getting ready to be spent. Um, I sent you a quote yesterday. Benjamin Franklin said, when the people find that they can vote themselves money, that will herald the end of the republic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's where we are. That's so right where we it's, are. Uh, and it's, it's a scary thing. You know, it's the other quote where people are willing to lock themselves in a closet for $1,000 a month mm-hmm. uh, on welfare or unemployment as well as a stimulus check and over bonus, half the people in the country and a poll said they're willing to do willing that. To that. And that's ridiculous. All yep. right. But you know what? That's, that's that we're going to dive into that. We're going to talk about that, but here's what I want to do. The end of every show is going to be what I like to call shameless plugs. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Um, big thanks for the Harold family. These past two today and yesterday, my little girl's birthday and my namesake, your namesake, passed away. Today is the anniversary is the of anniversary. Our, my, your grandfather, my father's passing. Yep. Yes. And so I uh, just want to take a second to Two thank him. Two incredibly special people to us. Yes. I just want to take a second to thank my grandfather, your father, for all he did. The reason Harold Squared is a show and named that is because of Harold Square that he built. That's exactly so, right. You know, we love him and we miss him. And. We're just so grateful for all he did. Now, and then we pivot to Lucy, and Lucy. we are so blessed to have that little girl. They, they really are. You know, they're Face born the way they were. Yesterday was just oh, what a sweet no, girl. You know, they're born the way they are. With you know, one on the third, one on the one passed on the third, one was born on the second, and it, it's just one of those things that is so awesome. And the good thing about great thing about Lucy being born when she's born is 
and tie this into college football as we wrap the show up. Epic tailgate party for Lucy at our tailgate spot. If you're in Columbia, come by Premium South. Come by it. Look I, for the Harold Insurance flag right. and the Trey right. Harold Law flag because yep. it will be flying 30 feet above our tailgate. So if you just look for those two flags, come see us. Come see us. It'll be good times. Um, we'll be celebrating Lucy's birthday. Um, A Gamecock so, victory. And Gamecock victory and, and all that stuff that goes on it. But... You know, oh, we, we got some presents for Lucy. We got presents for Lucy. As we wrap up the show, the other shameless plug is if you need insurance. Oh, call Harold Insurance, 843-766-9900. And if you need any kind of legal advice, give me a call at 636-TREY or find me online at attorneyherald.com. Uh, HaroldInsurance.com only if you want to save money. Only if you want to save money. Dad, this has been a pleasure. Love you. Enjoyed it, Dad. Go Cox. Enjoyed it, buddy. Thank you. This is attorney Trey here. I've been dealing with insurance companies my entire life, whether it's working for them or fighting against them. So if you've been injured in an accident and the insurance company is giving you the runaround, don't delay. Call 636-TREY or you can find us online at attorneyherald.com.